This edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the latest with injured players on the Capitals and when can we expect to see them return. Then later in the show, we will talk about this Capitals team and they are looking for solutions so they can start winning more games. They're looking internally. And then later in the show, we will talk about the many contributions that Connor Sheary makes to this team. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we are going to talk about the latest on some players that are edging towards a return. Yes, finally, we will start to see some of these players filter back. And it's at that moment that we will be able to accurately assess who this team is, and if any other changes needed to be made. I don't think the Capitals want to go out and make any hasty decisions until they start to see what this team looks like with Orloff back and, you know, a handful of other players, Tom Wilson eventually, etc. So I think that that is going to be interesting once you see Oshie back, once you see Orloff back. How is this team gelling? Do they need to make any additions? It would stand to me and to look at, yet. yes, they do need to make some changes Even when these players start to come back, I still think that uh, changes um, will be needed. So Tarek Al-Bashir writes, It's a good news, bad news kind of morning on the Caps injury front. Oshie is a full participant in practice for the second day in a row, but no sign of Orloff, who was a full go yesterday. So I guess that remains to be seen. And then later it says the Capitals don't play until Wednesday, but Oshie and Orloff are in their regular spot. So in the beginning of the day, it was kind of some bad news. And then it looks like now anyway uh, that uh, Oishi, uh, or excuse me, Orloff was back in the lineup. So I guess it's going to kind of remain to be seen until Wednesday um, on who in fact is going to be you know, on this active roster. What are the line pairings or the D pairings going to be? What are the lines going to be? We will see on Wednesday. At this point, it's conjecture. It's kind of, you know, speculative of who is going to be out on the ice. But, you know, I think this Capitals team obviously is going to be uh, better with both of those players on the ice. Um, So let's just kind of hope for bigger and better things uh, as far as that is concerned. Just taking a look at some of the players that are due to come back. Here's the latest on Backstrom, Orloff, and Oshie ahead of the game Wednesday against Philly. Uh, as Washington Hockey now writes, after a hard practice on Sunday, the Caps get right back to it on Monday with another practice and saw more updates on the injury front ahead of Wednesday's tilt with the Flyers ahead of practice. Nick Backstrom, yes, Nick Backstrom, who we didn't think we were going to see this entire season 
got more shooting work in and worked on some real-time game situations with assistant coach Blaine Forsythe per NHL.com's Tom Galitti. So it is interesting to see, you know, and I think that, you know, to a certain extent, Nick Backstrom just has that will. He's got that fight in him that, you know, I know, you know, what the statistics show. I know that, you know, my procedure that I had done, it's not looking too favorable for me to come back. But, you know, like he pointed out, he was aware of some players in the Swedish Elite League uh, that he knows back at home that actually were able to make a return uh, and get some uh, get back to playing on the ice. You know, when you take a look at someone like Nick Backstrom, it wasn't that he wanted to have that procedure done. Uh, but like I've talked about in the show, it was to the point where he couldn't tie his shoes. He couldn't play with his kids. Um, so some people, you know, and it's, you know, easy to have kind of tunnel vision and say, well, how is this going to affect if, affect his hockey career? I think you have to sort of widen the lens a little bit and look at who is Nick Backstrom, the person, and uh, how is this affecting his day-to-day life? Because um, at the end of the day, he's he's a, he's a, a dad and all that at home. He has to, he's got to live a regular life. TJ Oshie also practiced for the second straight day, while Garnet Hathaway also returned after missing Sunday's practice due to personal reasons. Dmitry Orlov, however, was not among those skating, marking a possible step back in his recovery. Both Oshie and Orlov are still on the injured reserve. They took part in the regular line rushes on Monday with Oshie on the second line, right wing, and Orloff on the second defensive pairing with Nick Jensen. Washington assigned Connor McMichael to the AHL Hershey Bears on Sunday, allowing space for either Oshie or Orloff to return from the IR for Wednesday's game. So some of the things that they were talking about is that, you know, who is going to be that player other other than McMichael on who gets sent, you know, is it Snively, is it going to be Protus? Um, you know, people are like, Protus, did you just say Protus? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's really popped off the page so far this year, has he? Um, I mean, during the regular season, I know during preseason, you know, he set the world on fire and he earned a spot on this team, despite the fact that, you know, he wasn't really slated to be here, but you know, he hasn't really shown up for me yet. And I know that people are like, well, you know, you got to give him time. Well, how much time are we going to give him? You know, we kind of see this uh, season kind of spinning out of control already. And, uh, you know, Protus would be one of the guys I would consider Protus and Snively. Snively's kind of the no brainer there, but, um, you know, I, I put, put it this way. If they said Protus got sent down to Hershey, I would not be, uh, too surprised. Um, I guess it remains to be seen, uh, in exactly who that, uh, a second person ends up being, but, uh, you know, it's going to be a wait and see thing, shall we say. Oshie has not played since October 29th against the Predators after suffering a lower body injury in the first period. Orloff has missed the last seven games as he deals with a lower body injury of his own. He left on the November 5th tilt with the Arizona Coyotes early, getting both back is vital for Washington, who has dropped four straight games in nine of the last 11, the team is lacking chemistry throughout the lineup as the offense struggles at five on five in the power play while the blue line deals with miscommunications and issues of its own. Having key pieces like Oshi and Orloff back will prove to be a difference maker. In theory, it will be, you know, ostensibly it will be. If it is an actuality, that is something else altogether. Um, we, that's what we're hoping for. That's kind of the plan going forward is we get these players back and the caps turn it around. 
Is that going to be the case? I guess it remains to be seen. Um, you know, on paper, I would like to think that this Capitals team is going to be a lot better with Oshi and Orloff and, you know, eventually Backstrom and Wilson on this team. But um, at this point, like I say, it's just kind of guessing where this team is going to be. We really hope uh, that that is the case. But, um, you know, I guess, like I said in this podcast, it remains to be seen, uh, you know, who and exactly where these players come back and what that means uh, to this team once they do return. All right. So after the break here, we will talk about the frustration on this team. There is a start of, you know, a frustration kind of going on amongst these players, these veteran players that have been playing in the league for so many years, they're kind of looking internally and kind of just sounding off on each other and kind of bouncing ideas off one another uh, to kind of see what they can do to try to fix this team. We'll talk about that next. Online.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment, we are going to talk about the frustration. And I guess it's not too surprising that there's frustration out there amongst these, you know, veteran-laden core, many of whom have played together for so many years. Uh, they're starting to kind of look internally and try to troubleshoot what are the issues on this team? How do we turn this thing around? Um Washington is 7-10 and 3 to open the 2022-23 campaign and the Capitals have dropped 9 of their last 11 games and 4 in a row and is 5 points out of a wild card spot. So those people that said this Caps team is a bubble team, that is even uh you know an optimistic goal. Not only that, but they have also seen themselves showcase flashes of their potential and strong play. But inconsistency through 60 minutes has ended up leading to defeat after defeat, writes Washington Hockey. Now, I mean, it's tough to say. It feels like it's not going our way. And when you know it's bouncing the wrong way, it's just frustrating, you know. It feels like it has for a while, and we have to chase from behind. It's very frustrating. Marcus Johansson said, I feel like we're such a good hockey team, and it's kind of gotten into our heads a little bit. And we just got to work through it. We got to find a way to work together to get through this, and they have to look internally. You take a look at Marcus Johansson. You take a look at John Carlson and Alex Ovechkin and all these guys. They're not new to the league. They've been playing hockey in the NHL for many, many years. The answers are internal. I know the knee-jerk reaction is to say, and I've already heard it on Twitter and a bunch of other places, is that they need to replace Peter Laviolette, like I talked about in yesterday's podcast. 
I do not believe that that is the answer. I don't think if you change a coach, that is going to fix what is ailing this team. And what is ailing this team is the myriad of injuries and the inconsistent play. Because even the players that are out there are veterans of this league. They've played hockey for many years at the top you know, level of that they can possibly play. And it just doesn't seem like they're buying into the system. And to kind of quote Marcus Johansson, it seems like they're getting caught up in their own head. The answer, however, is, uh, you know, not as easy to come by. How did they have end up overcoming? You know, like I talked about, I like to think back to the 24-7 uh, Capitals Penguins uh, road to the Winter Classic. And the narrator said, a team is never as bad as their worst point. They're never as great as when they're playing their best. I'm paraphrasing there. So you got to think about it. I don't think that it's all doom and gloom. I think the ingredients, the Capitals have the ingredients sitting here right on the side of the stove. They just got to put it in the pot and it's if they can follow, you know, the directions. Can they follow the recipe the right way? That will determine the success of this team because I do think they have the right players on this team. It's just if they can get them to buy into the system and uh, that's the most important part. Right now, Washington's also not finding a lot of energy, and that has led to some struggles and a lack of chemistry through the lineup. I felt deflated out there, Nick Jensen admitted after Saturday's loss. I'm trying to bring energy to the game. I think all of us are, but we're having trouble finding it. Got to find a way to get energy and bring it on the ice. And they do have to do, bring it on the ice. And you think about it, you know, Brian McClellan has tried to do that as he's picked up Sonny Milano and Nicholas Abe-Kubel. I just think that is the beginning of things. I don't think that this is going to be a team that's, you know, they're, you know, Brian McClellan's going to go down with his ship. I think he's going to try to uh, rectify the situation before it gets out of hand. I do think, you know, there's some more trades coming up at some point this year. Um, I do think that, uh, you know, maybe some more waiver wire activity, but I don't think it's just going to continue this way. There's going to be some change, how that manifests itself, I guess, remains to be seen. It's about doing it as a unit of five. When one guy gets the puck, the other four guys should be working the hardest of anyone, sprinting, getting open, supporting the puck, Jensen said. I feel like sometimes we get the puck, myself included. We kind of just get on a train track and our feet kind of stay still and no one's sprinting to spots and helping each other. I know guys really want it. And I'm not saying the effort's not there, but you've got to find a way to find it. And that's what they have to do. They have to find a way to do it. It's a good place to be. It's a good team. And that's the standards that are set here. I think it's just the way it is, Johansson said, adding, the team can beat any team in the league on any day. No doubt about it. And we've shown that. There are times, sometimes I've been other places where you feel it's kind of too hard. And that's not the case here. We have such a good team even with these guys out. And that kind of, you know, kind of resonates on what John Carlson said, oh, about a week ago, where he said that he feels like this Caps team can beat any team on any given night. And to that, I would say, prove it. Prove it to me. Prove it to the fans that you can beat any given team on any given night. I'm not trying to disparage the Capitals. I'm not trying to disparage Marcus Johansson or John Carlson. But, you know, uh, you know, actions are louder than words. You're telling me that you can beat any given team on any given night. Make me a believer. I want to buy what you're selling. And um, as of right now, it's kind of, it's one of those tough things when you watch, you know, pretty much every game and, you know, you get that kind of sinking feeling like they're going to blow it again. 
And a lot of times they do. And it's really hard to ascertain, you know, what the root cause is of it. You know, you listen to Nick Jensen talk about, you know, you get kind of stuck in your own ways and it feels like you kind of go into autopilot of almost. What, what do they need to do to shake it up? I guess that that would be, you know, the people that are talking on social media, Twitter and the like, that they need a different coach because a different coach, you know, perhaps would shake up their way of thinking. So I think that that's probably, you know, where they're getting that idea from, from changing Laviolette. I don't think, you know, for me, and I might be wrong, who am I? I'm just a fan of this team at the end of the day. But I do think that, you know, changing Peter Laviolette right now, for me, is not the right decision to make. I just think for some re- for some reason, this team is in a funk and they've got to get out of it, but they have to get out of it on their own. There's not going to be anyone out there that's going to be able to do it for them. Um, and that's the battle. They're going to have to figure out how to do it. Uh, because as we look at it right now, this team is kind of spinning out of control right now. And they're slipping further and further down uh, the standings here. And the hard part is, is if you go f- too far down, how do you get your way out of it? Um, at that point, you're kind of just flailing, you know, so you're kind of doing it with someone holding your hand and you're just trying to punch your assailant, you know, that's, that's going to be the difficult part that, you know, you don't want this season to get too far out of hand before you decide to make decisions. I do think that Brian McClellan should be out there and seeing what is available. Um, because like I said, we don't want to have a situation uh, where we're just, you know, at the end of the season flailing and trying to figure out how are we going to get this team to even make it to a wild card spot. And at this point, they're not even at a wild card spot. So it is a bit concerning to me as a fan. All right, so there has been some bright spots uh, in this team. And after the break, we will talk about that. Connor Sheary is one of those guys, you know, he's not the biggest guy on the ice, but he plays with passion and he plays with fire. And uh, let's, you know, exemplify and let's kind of talk up some of these, you know, good guys on the team. We'll talk about that next. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Capital listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. Did you know over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering a 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why I love it. I had an issue where someone broke into my home. Simply Safe dispatched the police and took care of the situation. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so you don't want to wait. 
That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. And you'll have to excuse me. There are a bit of te- technical difficulties with our server there. Um, so anyway, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. In this last segment here, we will talk about Connor Sheary, the one of the bright spots on this Capitals team. There are not a lot of bright spots, I'm going to say right now. I mean, there are some. Alex Ovechkin has been playing well. Darcy Kemper has been playing well. Connor Sheary has been playing well, and that is who we are going to talk about next. Connor Sherry has scored three goals in his last five games and seven goals this season, ranked second on the Capitals, trailing only Alex Ovechkin with 10 points in 20 games. Sherry is on pace to record 28 goals and 41 points this season. Should Sherry maintain his scoring pace, he would establish a new career high in goals. Six of Sherry's seven goals have come on five on five, which leads the Capitals ranks tied for 13th in the NHL. Sherry's only goal not scored during five-on-five play was a shorthanded goal on October 24th at New Jersey, which marked his first career shorthanded goal. Sherry ranks second among Capitals forwards in shorthanded ice time per game. Prior to the start of the season, Sherry averaged 14 uh, seconds of shorthanded ice time uh, per game, excuse me, 14 minutes. Since joining the Capitals ahead of the 2021 season, Shiri ranks second on Washington in goals with 40 and second in goals at five on five with 32. Among active forwards that went undrafted, Shiri ranks fifth in career goals and seventh in career games played. So just a bright spot on this team. And one of the things I will say, about Connor Sheary is he is that jack of all trades. He will play wherever you need him. If you tell him that you need him on the top line, he'll play on the top line. He'll play on the fourth line. He'll play wherever you need him. And just going over those stats there, you can see, you know, what a big contribution he makes to this team. And, you know, you look at him, he's kind of a smaller man. You think, what can this guy do let me tell you, he can do a lot, and he has been a really bright spot on this Capitals team for the last couple of years here. And uh, I think the Capitals should hold on to him um, as they go forward. There are some pieces on this team that you look at that you're like, well, that guy might be expendable. Who am I talking about? You want me to give you an answer? Eller, for example. I think he's expendable. I think Anthony Mantha is expendable. Those are just the guys off the top of my head. Some of the guys on on this team are ones you're going to want to hang on to. Connor Sheary, for example, is one of the guys, you know, despite whatever kind of rebuild this team is facing in years to come, I would hold on to Connor Sheary. He is one of those guys that is a good building block for this team going forward. I do think that this team is facing a new identity at some point. They are the second oldest team in the NHL behind the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, uh, you know, I know that, you know, everyone says there was agreements made with to Alex Ovechkin that this team will be competitive. Well, let me tell you something. Let me ask you a question. Is this team competitive right now? I know what the, you know, what everyone's inferring is that, you know, we got to keep the lineup intact because we, that's what we promised Alex Ovechkin. Do you think Alex Ovechkin wants to play on a team that's playing poorly right now? Is that competitive? They're not competitive right now. They're even out of a wild card spot as of right now, this moment. 
And, you know, you don't want to spin out of control and say that this season is over, but unless they assess, you know, and look internally and they try to rectify what's wrong with this team, it's going to be curtains sooner than we think. You know, everyone's saying that we want to make it past the first round. We want to make it to the Stanley Cup. I'm going to be happy at this point right now if they make it to the playoffs, period, because this team is sputtering and they are having a hard time this year. Uh, there's some things that could change. Maybe once Wilson comes back and maybe once Oshie and Orloff and all these other players that are missing, once they come back, maybe this team will be that much better. I really hope that's the case. But uh, it's a bit you know, hard to say right now. It's a bit of conjecture to know what this team will be like even after those uh, players come back. So that's all we can hope for at this point is let's get some of these players back. Let's get them working as a team here and let's hope they can turn more of those losses into wins and doing so on a consistent basis. That's what it's about for me. It's not winning a one-off. You know, when you make statements that say we can beat any given hockey, hockey team on any given night, that's quite a proclamation, like I said in an, earlier in the show here. Prove it to me. Words are stronger than actions here. At this point, for me, it just doesn't really feel like that is the case. It feels like that's a bit of puffing and, you know, that's just kind of, you know, giving a cliched answer. I want to feel like this team can win on any given night. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.